Welcome to the ICFM Leadership Podcast, where we focus on empowering, equipping, and leading. We pray this message will bless and inspire you. Aloha mai kako, or hello everyone, my ICFM ohana, my ICFM family. My name is Pastor Kia Perez from Cairo's House of Worship in the city of Kapolei on the beautiful island of Oahu in the beautiful state of Hawaii. First and foremost, I'd like to say a big mahalo to the ICFM leadership for entrusting me with this amazing opportunity to share what God has put upon my heart for you all. Uh, I'm very humbled uh, to be asked to do this. And so to the ICFM leadership, mahalo, mahalo, mahalo. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Today, I want to talk on a subject that's very personal to me, something that I have gone through. And uh, I know this is maybe something that you may be going through or or, or will go through or, or come across people who are going through this as well. Uh, the topic I want to talk about today is loneliness in leadership. You know, statistics tell us that 70% of leaders struggle with loneliness. And this comes from the demands of ministry to this current crazy culture or to dealing with people. Because as leaders, we know that sometimes people can be a big, big blessing. (laughs) But in all seriousness, loneliness is a killer. Loneliness can kill us both spiritually and physically. And again, I speak to you from a place of someone that has dealt with loneliness. If I can just share a little bit of my story with you all. In 2020, at the height of the pandemic here in Hawaii, especially, things just went crazy at the flip of a switch. And I allowed what was going on around me to affect uh, my inside. Or I, I allowed what was going on on the outside to affect what was going on on the inside of me. And because I did that, because I allowed that, I take full responsibility. Uh, because I did that, I allowed that to happen. I began to deal with really bad bouts of anxiety and depression. And to kind of sum it up or or to make a long story short, uh, it got to a point in my life where uh, I I wasn't suicidal, but I did ask God to let me die. I felt like I had no purpose left. I was done. The towel was ready to be thrown in and and I was just done. You know, again, this, this really, uh, this really affected me. Uh, it was that bad. Uh, but I thank God that he knows best. And I thank God that his ways are higher than my ways and his plans are better than my plans. And, you know, and the reason why I was ready to throw it in, the reason why I just didn't want to be here is because I felt lonely. I felt I had no one to talk to about this. And a lot of it was because I was ashamed. I was ashamed because I carried the title pastor. I was a leader and and I I knew I shouldn't be feeling this way, but yet I was feeling this way. And because of that, I felt something was wrong with me and and I I, I just couldn't figure it out. And I felt like I was alone in this. I felt like I was lonely in this. And and what was going on on the inside, my inward battle that I was fighting with, my inward battle that I was struggling with, uh, 
what was just eating away at me. It was affecting me in every area of my life. I, it, it stole my focus. I, I, I was just focusing on, on how I was feeling instead of focusing on the one that I should have been focused on. And of course, that was Jesus. I mean, it was even affecting my marriage. Uh, my wife knew something was wrong with me because, you know, wives, they know best. <laughs> uh, and, and I was just so ashamed. Uh, of even that, I, I was ashamed. I wasn't doing uh, my role as as the man of God that I should have been in my house. So I was ashamed of that, and I didn't want to talk about it with her. I didn't want to. I felt like she just wouldn't understand. Um, and and again, this is what loneliness does: is it causes us to to shut down, to shut in, and and to feel like we are alone in this. And I just couldn't admit that I was struggling with something. But there came a point where I just got tired of feeling that way. I was tired of, 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 of not being me. And uh, I was just sick and tired of being sick and tired. And so today I, I just want to share with you some steps that I took uh, to get myself out of this feeling. Uh, it has definitely been a journey, but I thank God that, uh, I'm not where I used to be. I thank God that I have my purpose back. I thank God uh, that I was able to get out of this 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 slump in my life. And actually, I thank God that I've gone through it. And I, I again, I, I now that I've come out of it, I feel like this is where God really wants me to speak into people and to encourage leaders and just to encourage the people of God that we do have purpose in our life. That you're not alone in this battle. Uh, it's okay to be alone with God. It's I encourage you to get alone with God and and get alone in, in, in your secret place and get alone in your prayer closet, but don't get lonely. It's okay to get alone and be alone with God and all that, but it's not okay to be lonely. And if you are feeling lonely, there is hope for you and there is hope for everyone that may go through this bouts of loneliness. And so I just want to share with you some steps that I took. Very simple uh, I know we've got a lot of great scholars out there, uh, and I appreciate you guys so much. Uh, so, uh, but my, my steps are pretty simple, um, and I pray uh, that that this will bless you, and I pray that this will help you. But the first thing I did was I invited Jesus in. I know, right? Not very deep, but a lot of time we struggle as leaders to overcome because we're trying to do this in our own strength. We know that we are. Uh, we know what we carry and we know what we are able to do. But sometimes there are just some things that we have to let God do. You know, I heard a great pastor put it this way. Jesus does not come where he is needed. He comes where he is invited. You know, Revelation 3.20 tells us, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone opens the door and, and invites me in, I will sup with him and he with me. And And that's what we need to do. We need to invite Jesus in. I have to say, you know what, Jesus, I I, I can't do this anymore. I, I I'm trying to, uh, you know, I, I was trying to uh, read the Bible, but nothing was was registering. I was trying to watch sermons, but nothing was registering. And so finally, I had to say, Jesus, I can't do this. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I invite you in because this is not how I'm supposed to be feeling. And, you know, sometimes it's the simple things that we need to do in our lives and in our ministries to get us where God wants us to be. 
It was just, it's just a simple, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, help me. Jesus, I invite you in. So I encourage you to invite Jesus into your situations and watch him do what only he can do. The second thing I did is I had to talk about it. I had to talk about it. Like I said, I was fighting this battle inside. I was having arguments and conversations within myself, but I wasn't telling anybody about it. James 5.16 tells us, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. For a prayer of a righteous person, when it is brought about, can accomplish much. The biggest problem I had aside uh, uh, from my loneliness was my pride. And that's what was keeping me from getting to where God wanted to set me free. I had to talk about it. I had to talk about it. Uh, uh, and so I began to find other leaders and, and other friends that I could entrust talking to. And I, I first thing, first person opened up to was my wife. Uh, I had to open up to her. And then I began to just talk about what I was going through and why I wasn't acting like how I usually was acting. But I had to talk about it. I had to tell other people. I had to tell other leaders. And you know what I've come to find? or I came to find out, was that people, uh, their reaction was not as bad as I thought it was. I thought they were going to, you know, throw stones at me. I thought they were going to uh, look at me differently. But no, they were like, let's pray. Let me pray for you. Uh, I'm here for you. And so as I began to talk about it, again, to trusted people, you know, and, and, and I think that that's, uh, one thing uh, that we we leaders, you know, we need to find our our, our trusted people that we can talk to uh, to share with. Um, and so, as I began to do that, I really began to just feel these burdens lifting. That I realized that it was not as bad as I thought. You know, I think that's a big lie of the enemy, especially to us leaders. Again, because we, you know, we're not that we're better than anyone, uh, but you know, we people look at us differently. Uh, people look up to us, and so we we kind of carry this this obligation to uh, uh, be there for the people. But if I could remind us, leaders, is that we're human too. We go through things, we deal with things, and so. But we need to talk about it again. Talk about it with 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 trusted people, with trusted leaders. Um, even talking to professional counselors. Uh, maybe the way to do it, but one thing don't do is don't keep it in. Don't keep it in because, again, from experience, as I kept it in, man, it was just eating away at me, eating away at me. Uh, but as I began to talk about it, James 5.16 really, really began to manifest in my life, and I began to get healed, and, and the prayers of these people began to accomplish much in my life. And this kind of leads me into the third thing is that you need to find friends, find mentors. You know, one of the biggest lies that I believe in all of this, uh, in, in what I was going through is that no one will understand me. No one will, will, uh, you know, no one will get where I'm coming from. No one will understand it. Uh, so how could they help me? But I tell you what, that is a lie from the pit of hell. 
Because again, after I began to talk about it with trusted friends and leaders, and I began to surround myself with people who will be there for me and also hold me accountable and people who will speak into my life and people to do life with, not just ministry. You know, sometimes it's okay to come together and just enjoy life and not necessarily talk about ministry, but just uh, uh, just do life uh, with each other. People to go out to dinner with, to get coffee with, to surf with, to work out with, you know, uh, uh, just it's just great to surround yourself uh, with with friends and also just to talk to mentors. You know, um, one of the the greatest uh, uh, things for me is just being con- getting connected with people in all of this. I begin to understand the importance of of having uh, a circle, having that circle of friends in your life. It doesn't have to be a big circle, but having those that circle of friends in your life that you trust that. They all can just um, encourage one another. You know, as Proverbs uh, 27, 17 tells us that iron sharpens iron. We need each other. We got to sharpen each other. In fact, Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12 tells us two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. For if either of them falls, the one will lift up his companion. But woe to the one who falls when there is not another to lift him up. Furthermore, if two lie down together, they keep warm. But how can one be warm alone. And if one can overpower him, who is alone? Two can resist him. A cord of three strands is not quickly torn apart. You know, I've heard it said that sin was not the first problem in the Garden of Eden. Solitude was or loneliness was. And we need each other. We need each other. We are not meant to do this alone. And if you are a leader in here and you are dealing with loneliness, can I just encourage you and say that you are not doing this alone. You are not supposed to be doing this alone. Again, it's okay to get alone with God, but it's not okay to be lonely. And I can assure you, again, that you are not alone in this. And if I can just wrap this up and conclude my testimony and conclude this encouragement uh, of my testimony uh, by saying this, is that one of the people that God really brought into my life during this time is a person that has known me since I was a little kid. And and uh, now as a, a pastor, and he's definitely a mentor in my life, but God really used this man in such a mighty way during this time. But God brought Pastor Ed Barger of the Rock Church Bakersfield into my life at just the right time. It was a total God appointment. I tell you what, God could not have set it up any better, but he happened, we happened to be vacationing on the same island. I went to another island to vacation to get away, uh, and he happened to be staying right next door uh, to us, and, you know, through the power of social media, I figured that out and invited them, uh, he and uh, Miss Charlene, to come uh, and have dinner with us where we were staying, and Pastor Ed just began to pour into my life, and it was couldn't have come at just the right moment. I reached out to Pastor Ed and said, Pastor Ed, can you help me? Can you mentor me? I can't do this. Uh, I had just taken the role as a lead pastor. Uh, while I was going through this, I was not in a lead pastor role. I was a, an associate pastor, uh, and I had just uh, uh, stepped into a role as a lead pastor 
And and so uh, Pastor Ed said, sure. He said, I've been without hesitation. Uh, and he just began to pour into me. And and one of the great things he did was he introduced me to an amazing, I don't want to say organization, but an amazing uh, 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 ministry, an amazing uh, a group of friends. In Hawaii, we call it a hui, uh, uh, an amazing hui of people that are uh, uh, just so encouraging. And he introduced me to ICFM and, and, and said, you know, just try it out, see if you like it. And, and I did. And I went to the uh, conference or convention this past June in, in Dallas. And it was life changing for me. It was life changing for me. And the connections I've made, uh, I've also met another great pastor, Pastor Jim Fries. He began to pour into my life. Uh, from uh, Mount Juliet, Tennessee, from Joy Church International, an amazing man of God. And I am so appreciative of these men and other leaders, uh, even the leadership, uh, uh, Dr. Jim Willoughby and, and, and Pastor Brad Sullivan. I just thank you guys so much for pouring into me. I never uh, told you how much your encouragement has meant to me. And all the people that we met at this convention, from my wife and I, I can't even uh express the genuine love that I felt from you all and it really has encouraged me and it really made me uh, appreciate uh, uh just God's people and God's and just to know that I have a family that I can count on and again to anyone listening that may be going through that can I just encourage you uh and say that if you are a part of ICFM you are part of more than just a group of pastors, but you are a part of a family. Like I said, Ohana, uh, you are part of a family that truly, truly, truly loves you. Uh, and um, I just can't express my gratitude enough uh, to all of you uh, that we have met. And, you know, sorry if I didn't mention your name, but you know who you are. Uh, if you've ever met me, I just want to know that I appreciate everything that this organization this uh, uh, it's almost said organization again. Um, this this family has been for not only in my my life personally, my wife's mine and my wife's uh, life personally, but also for our ministry. And so we are so blessed. Uh, um, I, again, I can't thank you all enough. And if I could also just take some time and and just and just say to the um, you know to those seasoned leaders, you know, thank you so much. Thank you so much for pouring into us, uh, uh, us younger ones. And, and if I, I can just uh, say, you know, to all you seasoned leaders, you know, just really uh, uh, love on us younger ones. We, we want to learn from you. We want to gain your wisdom. Uh, and and I, I highly respect each and every one of you. And I thank you for paving that way. And I thank you uh, just for the the blood sweat and tears you have put in uh, as pastor brenda said in her her podcast to to keep thank you for keeping your hand on that plow for showing us us younger ones how to do it um so from from me personally just just thank you and and really please continue to pour into us find other young leaders to pour into and 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 just know we need it we need it we need it and i want to close with this scripture in Matthew eleven twenty eight uh, through through thirty, it says, "Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, 
for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Oh, I love that. For my yoke is comfortable and my burden is light. Before I close today, I just want to say one more thing. Well, hopefully it's one more thing. You know, as Pentecostal preachers, we have about seven closes. So uh, we'll see where this goes. But uh, I, I really just want to uh, encourage us as a body of Christ, you know, to to find rest for our souls, to really come to Jesus. Like I said, invite him in. Jesus invites us to come to him. So let's invite him to come to us as well and, and come inside of us and, and, and really do a work that only he can do to, to give him our burdens, right? We know first Peter five, seven, you know, cast all our cares about. We would truly do that. And that, that it's not only for the congregation, but even us as leaders, we need to cast our cares upon him because he cares for us. He wants to see you, your, your ministry succeed. He wants to see your marriage succeed. He wants to see you thriving in every area of your life. And the only way we do that is we come to him. And we, we, we take his yoke and, and we learn from him. We never stop learning as leaders. I'm just, again, I'm so honored to be a part of ICFN because I am learning so much. All these podcasts, I can't, I, I can't wait till they come out each month because I've learned so much from you guys and thank you so much. Uh, but one thing I really like about this verse is to find rest for your souls. You know, we live in a society that tells you and, and it's even kind of, uh, uh, kind of snuck its way uh, into the church where we have to always be busy. If we're not busy, we're not successful. If we're not busy, uh, then, then we're not doing enough. But that is a lie. And and I, I believe uh, Dr. Robert Learden really hit it um, on the head of talking about Jesus with his pillow, you know, that we need to take that time to rest. We need to take that time for ourselves to rest in his presence, to to, to take a break. Like I said, find that group of friends. Sometimes just hanging out with friends and and uh, just doing life with them. Again, not necessarily talking about ministry things, but just talking about life. Uh, you know, I, I had a pastor friend on on uh, on my island here, and he invited me out to dinner with another pastor, and he sat, me down, sat us down, and he said, you know, I really wanted to sit you guys down and, and kind of make this a common thing where we have dinner because I realized is I don't have any friends. Being a pastor is sometimes it, it's a very lonely road. It's, it's a very lonely time. Uh, but again, you don't have to do this alone. You're not meant to do this alone. And so don't ever think that you are alone in this. And again, find that circle. Uh, but really, really take time for yourselves to find rest, to enjoy life, to really uh, take those Sabbaths, take those breaks that you need in your life for yourself, to take time to go to Dallas to a conference to get refreshed and take time just to go to uh, on vacation with your family, time uh, to uh, spend time, have date nights with your wife. And I know we know all of this, uh, but I just want to remind us that to take time because when we find rest for our souls, where we don't feel lonely. When we begin to take rest for our souls, we realize that, yes, we can be alone with God, but we're not lonely because loneliness will kill you. Loneliness will take you out. And let me tell you something, leaders, is we need you. We got a world to save. 
uh, and we got a world to share the love of Jesus with. So you are not alone in this. And I thank you again for this time. And I pray that this has blessed you. Kind of feel like I've kind of rambled, but I just really wanted to have a real conversation with you all as if we were talking face to face, as if we were having dinner together or coffee together or we were going to go surf together. I'm sure of you, uh, some of you right now at this time wish you were on the beach. Uh, so uh, I am caught myself very blessed. But family, we're not alone. You're not alone in this. God is for you. Who can be against you? And you know what? Along with a cloud of witnesses, you've got an amazing family cheering you on, wishing you nothing but su success. We're not here competing with one another, but we're here to compliment one another, to, to encourage. And hey, I want to let you know is that I'm your biggest cheerleader. I'm cheering you on. I'm cheering that your ministries are thriving and successful. And I'm praying for you daily. So thank you so much for this time. And before I close today, I just want to just pray for you, if that's okay. But Jesus, I just pray for every leader listening. You know what we go through, God. You know, uh, you know every part of us. There is nothing hidden from you. And so, Father, I pray for the one that may be going through a, a bouts of loneliness and maybe dealing with anxiety and depression. And I just pray right now, God, that your peace would overtake them. I pray, Jesus, right now that you will just reach in. And do what only you can do. But first, I pray that you would give us the courage to invite you in. God, that that we would truly uh, uh, let you have your way in our life. Father God, I thank you for this, just this time of encouragement. And I pray, Father God, uh, that every leader listening or, uh, and every ministry, God, that they will just thrive, God, that, that you will just Lead and guide them into where you have called them to be. God, I pray that you would use each and every leader to share your love with the lost, to be an encouragement to other leaders as well, Lord, and that you will just continue to bless us. God, we need you so much in our lives and in our ministry, and we acknowledge that. So bless them, I pray. Bless us, God, and just be with them. God, we thank you. That in our alone time with you, God, that we would feel not lonely, but we would just feel loved and accepted and encouraged by you. Bless them, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, leaders, thank you for take, spending this time with me. Again, I pray you are blessed, and I look forward to seeing you all in, in June at the next convention. God bless you. Ahuiho kako malamapono and aloha. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. ICFM is an international fellowship of faith churches and ministries. If you would like more information on our fellowship and what it has to offer, then please visit us online at icfm.org. You can also take advantage of our resources on our ICFM app available on App Store, Google Play, Amazon, and Roku. We pray God's blessings over you as you continue to lead forward.